Okay. Um, the past is largely irrelevant to what is happening now. You know, or, you know, what I got to worry about those things back then. You know, what today's the day. Uh, you know, live for today. You know, that type of thing. Um, the past is not a model that we normally look to. Okay. Uh, we find we have or find little value in traditions and inherited customs. So when Memorial Day rolls around, the only thing that is expressed is we get an extra day. We get a long weekend. Uh, where are you going on this three-day holiday? Uh, what kind of party are you going to? You know, that's the type of a lot of people think, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Memorial Day is not a religious holiday. It's a secular, secular one that our country has uh, put together to honor those that served and have died in service. Okay? And it's important. But the value of that has, uh, but the value of it is elevated in Scripture, if we will look through Scripture. Uh, the value of being important in remembrance of things. Now, there's certain things in God's Word that says, remember. And we need to follow through on that. A failure to remember, or a failure of memory, is not just something which leads to personal inconvenience or a social embarrassment. It can lead to spiritual danger. Because we're going to, be, you know, going to tie this in with uh, our life here. A failure of memory in those things which are most significant results in a failure in faith. Let me read that again. A failure of memory in those things which are most significant results in a failure of faith. Forgetfulness erodes the foundation of our relationship with God, and in this case, in our, in, for Memorial uh, Day in our country. We kind of overlook it, you know. It's just a, another three-day weekend, I get paid for it, and all that other type of stuff. That's not what it's <clears throat> called for. Through Scripture, we find the importance of remembering. So we're going to look at remembering this. There's monuments and there's memorial feasts that are called on, that we are called on to serve, all of which are to serve and re reinforce sacred memories for the people of God. Okay. Events, these events are rehearsed so that people will not forget what God has done for them. Wow. Remember what God says? You should do these feasts on such and such. These are remembrances. We, we need to know that. And that's why, uh, unfortunately, for the, on, on the Christian aspect, we have uh, not looked at the, the feasts that the Jews have. We need to look at those because they are remembrance. Because we are what? We are adopted into, we are engrafted into. If you're engrafted into, that means you receive that which everything else has. So we need to know some of the things that the Jewish people have 
because it's a remembrance to bring us into a, a full account of who, who we should be and are, okay? So let's go to the very beginning of your Bible, which, is, which book is, anybody know? It's not, the, it's not context either, or contents. Go to Genesis chapter 9. In Genesis chapter 9, well, actually in Genesis chapter 8, we, we find out there was a flood that uh, covered the whole earth. In Genesis chapter 9 now, uh, beginning with verse 12, And God said, This is a token of the covenant which I will make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for, uh, be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass, when I bring the cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, and I will, and that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature and all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said to Noah, This is a token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. In other words, this is something to remember. This is a memorial. So when you see that rainbow in the cloud, God is saying, I remember... My promise, I'm not going to flood this place any longer. I've got a covenant with, with all flesh. Not just man, but all flesh. Glory to God. Um, this is his remembrance. Uh, this is a, a, a memorial to all living creatures. So when you see that, that rainbow, that's a memorial. I mean, something A memorial that went, goes all the way back to Noah's days. That's, what, how many years? Almost 6,000 years, approximately. <coughs> Wild. Okay, now let's go to Psalms 105. Excuse me a moment. i got to take a swallow of water. Looking at verse 5, <clears throat> that's Psalms 105, verse 5. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and his judgments by his mouth. From the Amplified, it says, Earnestly remember the marvelous deeds that he has done, his miracles and wonders, the judgments and sentences which he pronounced upon the, his enemies as in Egypt. <clears throat> so, this is talking about the Passover um, and the Passover feasts, what, what, what took place. Uh, Moses instituted it uh, for the purpose to remind the people how God brought them out of, uh, out of slavery and liberated them. And every, every year the Jews have Passover feasts and they have all the, uh, at their Passover meal they have different sections of it 
talking about what took place in their life as slaves in Egypt and then how it all was set, how they became set free when they took the, the lamb's blood and put it on the lentil. Lentil and side posts of the door, okay? So that, so what, they do that and they, they remember. And they're happy for it. We need to be, take some memories ourselves and make it good, okay? For those, uh, those who forget the past fall into thanklessness. Those who fall into the, uh, forget the past fall into thankfulness, thanklessness. If we forget the value of our heritage and the source of our blessings, it will, come, it will become very easy for us to take for granted all that we have. Okay. It becomes very easy to believe that we can make our own way without God with our own wisdom. Okay. Here we go. You don't know. We're going to take a, a side trip here. A rabbit's trail. Look out. It, it hit me yesterday. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> We had visitors in town yesterday. It was, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Today our children are not, we're talking about our country now. We're talking about Memorial Day and so forth. Today our children are ta not taught about our great American history in schools. You've got Common Core, which completely obliterates, removes anything that's of American value in history. They are taught lies and ill-conceived ideas by those who hate this country. Thus, our children, your students, I hate to say this, foolishly follow the Pied Pipers into destruction. Sure. And what of the parents? And what of the parents of these students? They care nothing for their child's welfare. Stating, let them choose and learn on their own. I've heard that. You know, uh, when they get old enough, they can choose for themselves. That's not right. How self-absorbed are these, quote, parents? Okay. The Word of God tells us to train up a child. The way he should go. Proverbs 22.6. Mark it. Highlight it. And that means all principles in life. What is wrong and what is right. I told you this is going to be a rabbit trail. In every area of life. That they may live a good, peaceable, promising life. If we look at our youth today, they're rebellious. Haters of authority. And ignorant of godly values and instruction. Their destination is the devil's hell. I mean, you look at these kids rioting. You look at what's happening today, rioting. Uh, turn with me now to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 5. Yesterday was a bad day. I shouldn't have went out. <laughs> We got the flyers. I'm believing that 
that those that got those flyers indeed read them, receive something. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. believe that uh, not only received, but took hold of it and took the value of it and are going to progress in their Christian walk. Yeah. Find a church that, that'll, because cars were from all over the place. Uh, San Luis, uh, down south, uh, all these college students and staff members of college. Okay, <clears throat> let me go back on my rabbit trail and then I'll finish up. That's First Timothy chapter 5. Uh, look at verse 8. But if any provide not for his own, and especially of those of his own household, he has denied the faith and worse than an infidel. Uh, from, uh, uh, from Amplified, verse 8, If anyone fails to provide for his relatives, and especially for those of his own family, he has dis disowned, his, disowned the faith by failing to accompany it with, with fruits, and is worse than an unbeliever who performs his obligation uh, in these manners. Wow. We usually think about, okay, it's because this, this, this portion of Scripture here is talking about, well, it's talking about food and shelter. It extends further than that. Why is this person worse than an infidel? It's not just food and shelter. It's instruction. Going back to Proverbs 22.6. How ignorant have we become? We have abandoned the principles that made this country great. Just look at the political atmosphere pervades in this country. It's corrupt. It's putrid. It's sickening. It's high time that we cry out to God and repent of our, our sins and, uh, and wickedness. You know, what are these, what are these, let your kid do, go to places that should not be going. You, they need to be taught from the very beginning. Yeah. You might have a, uh, some, some a little bit older. We use the stick a lot. If it wasn't a stick, it was my belt. Um, you know. They should, a child should be shown the rights and wrongs of things in every area. Not just, well, you figure it out when, you know, when I heard a parent say, you know, when they get old enough, they can make a decision on if they want to be a Christian or not. I said, I said what? You're not giving them anything to stand on. You're not giving any truth. We need to give these kids truth in everything. That means, for today, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, we need to send everybody that's in college back to 7th and 8th grade and learn American history the right way, not find out why, what, why this nation is, is so great. Here we go. Okay, I'm going back. <laughs> Remembering... Remembering the best memorials lift our sights above the mundane affairs of the moment in order to focus on the aspiration and achievements of those who have preceded us. Okay, um, Hopeful memory 
does not drag us into the past, but rather thrusts us into the future. If you've got a, a, a good memory in the back, that's good, it'll thrust you into the future, and you'll see things as they should be, not as they are. You know. Think, when the prophets of old called upon God's people, they told them to remember the works of the Lord. Going back to Psalms 105, verse 5. Again, when the prophets of old called upon God's people and told them to remember the works of the Lord, it was to prepare them for the future, to be open to greater wonders and miracles that God would do. Not to, you know, well, that was for the past. God can do those things again. He's still doing those. We might not see it in our country, but in other countries, it's being done. Miracles and signs are being done. People are coming to the Lord in multitudes. You know, we, we passed out flyers yesterday. We don't know if there was one or two. We're believing at least 20 or 30 got saved. But overseas, when, when, when that good news goes out, people grab it. We're not, maybe not seeing it right now in our country, but glory to God, it'll happen. We will have a revival before we get out of here. And you and I have to participate in it. Jesus said, go out. He didn't say the apostles. He didn't say the deacons. He said, go out into all the world. We need to go out. We need to be active. Some of us are dragging our feet. We need to get active, okay? Amen. Get prepared. Get people prepared for the future. Okay? Uh, we'll be looking at that scripture in a moment. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Looking at verse 24 and 25. And when he had given thanks, he was talking about the communion service. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in, what? Remembrance, a memorial to me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as you often drink it in remembrance of me. It's a memorial. Glory to God. A hopeful memorial. It reminds us of the sacrificial love of the Lord. Amen. It speaks us to the love that will not let us go. It reaches into the very depths of hell and pulls people out of it. Glory to God. I tell you what. Amen. If, we didn't get, if I didn't get saved, I know where I would be. At the, I remember. Bad news. But I, I, I had a change in destination. I like destination changes. Especially when, when, when you're going the wrong direction. And you get the right direction, and you end up in the right place, you're happy. Okay? Uh, through the Lord's Supper, we also see the promise of Jesus that he's willing to come back again. Willing to come back again. 
Oh, glory to God. Come back for who? Those that believe. Those that remember him. Well, let's now back up to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Glory to God. Begin with verse 22. And, and as they did eat, Jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it unto them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he also took the cup when he had given thanks. He gave it to them and they drank of it. And then he said unto them, This is my blood the new, of, in the New Testament, which is shed for many. Glory to God. It's for us. We need, we need you know, one... You know, in church, normally churches only have communion service once a month. But you can take it every day in remembrance of him. Take it for healing because there's healing values there. It's also helping the memory out. It says, by his stripes we are healed. That, you know... The blood covers the sin, but the, the body, the bread, covers all physical ailments. That means memory loss, if, if you have, have it. Take it. Amen. The Lord's Supper not only points to the past, but towards the promised future. You have a future in that. This meal is a memorial meal. Reinforces a hopeful memory. Amen. Memorial Day is a time to remember. A day set aside by our country to give honor to those who have given their all for this country. It was established after the Civil War. And some of you remember, and I've heard it. Don't say it again. You heard it over and over and over. But it was right after the Civil War in a, in a southern town. Uh, a woman laid flowers on her son's uh, uh, burial site. And then she walked to the very end of the cemetery and put flowers on two graves there which were northern boys and somebody yelled why are you doing that them are yankees she says there's someone up north who ha has lost a, a, a husband or a son and they mourn just like we do they deserve the dignity Uh, it was called Decoration Day after, uh, I think it was 18-something. I don't recall right now. I should have, of course, you should know it. I told you last year, a couple, three years straight, okay? It was called Decoration Day, calling attention to those who not only shed their blood, but died in the service of our country. It's time to pause and reflect on those who paid the ultimate price. Remembering them gives meaning to the sacrifice in the service of our country. We honor the war dead just once a year, Memorial Day. But their sacrifice is evident every single day of the year. Because of their sacrifice, we are free today and have a right to assemble ourselves together and worship God. Just want to share... There is a tomb in Arlington National Park in Virginia. 
It's called the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Um, it refers to a, a monument in dedication to the services, service of an unknown soldier and the common memories of all soldiers killed in any war. The, unknown, uh, uh, the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is located in Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. It stands atop on a hill overlooking Washington, D.C. I found some of these things quite interesting. The recipient on that tomb has been given the, the Medal of Honor, Victorian Cross, and there are several other foreign uh, nations gave highest uh, service rewards. The inscription on this tomb reads, here rests in honor, glory, an American soldier known only but to God. It was uh, dedicated a few years in 1937. Uh, the tomb of the unknown soldiers, World War I individual, they had four, give a little bit of history, they had four unknown soldiers um, and one was selected to be placed in that vault. Years later, in World War II, there, were, there was one of two individuals that were unknown. One from the European uh, theater and one from the Pacific theater. Uh, there were four individuals from the Korean War that were, one was chosen. Uh, Vietnam, I was going to write it down, Vietnam was later identified because of all the new DNA testing. So uh, that took place, you know, I should have wrote his name. He was the uh, Air Force uh, pilot that was downed in, in over in Vietnam. Um, the tomb is guarded 24-7 every day since 1937. Tomb guards go through very intensive training. They walk the mat. There's a certain way they walk. They walk the mat for, from 30 minutes to 2 hours on 24-hour shifts. So there might be six guys, four guys, four guys switching around. Okay. Um, their living quarters, their living quarters is beneath the tomb. Wow. Uh, they have been three women that have uh, held that position. But maybe there have been men. Uh, they are held in the highest standard. The tomb guard badge. You know, in the military you get ribbons and badges. Well, the tomb guard badge is one of the least awarded uh, medals given out. Even after service time, the badge can be taken away for any action that would bring disrespect to the tomb. So if they knew that you were, we'll say you went out there and got tipsy or whatever, and they found out that you were a tomb guard, they would take that badge of honor away. They don't want any disrespect to those that, that walked that tomb. And they do, in, do everything in a series of 21, like the 21 gun salute. They marched to... Uh, 21 steps on this mat 
They do not, uh, never about face. They never turn their face away from the tomb. It's always a half, a salute, 21 seconds, then turn again to do this. So it's quite, quite a uh, thing they do. For the believer, every day is Memorial Day. We need to rem remember the sacrifice of heaven's greatest soldier, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember his accomplishments. That's why it's go always good to go through the, the Gospels and find out what he did and what he's still doing through believers today. What he's still wanting to do through you and me today. Amen. Amen. Um, Jesus has and has the perfect service. He has the perfect sacrifice. His perfect salvation. Now I'm going to sort of end in two stories here, two short stories. There was a gentleman who just bought a brand new car. And he was driving home through the city. And all of a sudden, bam! A brick hit the side of his car. I mean, he looked up in the mirror and he saw a kid. He threw on his brakes ran and got that kid and started shaking. What are you doing? I mean, what would you do when someone threw a brick at your car and hit it? I mean, oh, you poor kid. You little monster, you. Anyway, he got a, got a hold of the kid and shook him a little bit and chastised him for his action and asked, where are your parents? Man, you know, it's kind of reasonable. Some kid threw a brick at your car. You wouldn't you know where your parents are? I'm going to talk to your parents. Find out if they got insurance for my car. Cover this damage. Hello? The child was sobbing. He said, my mother's over there. Her wheelchair fell over. I can't pick her up. The man helped the, helped the child pick his mother up, put him back in the wheelchair. He went back to his car. He never had it repaired because that brick showed him a memorial that a child loved and was willing to do something for his mother. It, takes, it took courage for that child to do that. Okay? Let me give you another example. <clears throat> a little girl was at a funeral, and she stepped up to the grave, <clears throat> and she did something une unexplainable or unexpected. She's about two and a half years old. <clears throat> she began to sing the only song she knew. Happy birthday to you. At a funeral, right in front of the coffin. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday at a funeral. Strange and how true, truly appropriate this is. When a Christian dies, it's a birthday. A, of sort because death is not the ending. 
but a new beginning. Happy birthday. When someone goes. So, so if you're at a funeral and you may want to sing happy birthday if you know that that individual's gone. Happy birthday. Again, it's a birthday sword because death is not an ending, but a new beginning. An amazing future still waits them. You don't know. I mean, we're crying down here, and, the, and that individual, if they know the Lord, they are, it's a celebration. All heaven is celebrating. Amen. You know. Now, there's going to be, well, there's two memorials in, in heaven. It says that Jesus is going to what? Not partake until we're there for, for this. This is a memorial. He says, do this in remembrance of me. There's another memorial. You know, that everybody that makes it to heaven is going to be completely whole. Remember, remember the, 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 the ten lepers? They were all healed. But some of them still had missing fingers. But the other one that came back and gave honor to the Lord, he was completely whole. So every one of us is going to be completely whole up there. There's going to be no more death note. But there's going to be one memorial that everybody will see. The hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those holes. That is a memorial that we'll always respect. Okay. We'll get out of here early today. This Memorial Day weekend gives you weekend gives you peace of God, the assurance of God, and the blessing of God upon you. From Numbers, it says, "May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and give you peace, and the, and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you." And give you peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, we did go on a rabbit trail. I'm sorry for that. I, <laughs> but uh, the brick one? The, the, the car. Okay, the brick. Why, why? The car, brand new car. You have your Jaguar. A brick comes into it. And you're mad at the kid. You spotted the kid. You go get the kid. You shake the kid. And say, where's your parents? He says, my mom's over there. Her wheelchair, wheelchair fell over. It was memorial to that child. Not to, to repair that car. Because when he saw that brick, he saw a child care for his mother in such a way that he was willing, willing to take the consequences of someone's wrath on them just to perform a work. Amen? Amen? Well, so, we'll, we'll wrap it up in one aspect. With the nugget again, time is given to us to prepare for eternity. 
It's what we do here on earth that will give us the rewards in heaven. And hopefully it will be all precious gold and stones and not wood, hay, and stubble. And so may this Memorial Day, may we think about those that have given their lives for our country, making it possible that uh, we live in freedom. And uh, we need to pray for those that uh, are abusing the freedom because of these men, men and women that have given their lives. May their eyes be open to the sacrifice that these people have given. Okay, praise the Lord. If I can have uh, my... Helpers here, we will receive communion in remembrance of him. Let me add one more story that just came to mind. During World War II in the Pacific, uh, we launched a bunch of uh, aircraft out of a couple of carriers, and they were going to try to find the enemy fleet. And they were up there, and one, you know, Malfunctions happen in aircraft, and this one individual's, uh, I think his name was Kelly O'Hare or something like that, his aircraft was, was malfunctioning. He didn't have enough fuel to make it back, so they told him, go back to the ship while they went on the sortie. So he's flying back, and all of a sudden he sees a formation of Japanese planes looking for, and his fleet is going to be hammered without any protection from, from the aircraft. So what he did, he went up high and dove into the whole string of them, in and out, shooting, shot down five of them, ran out of bullets, kept on chasing them, trying to splinter their, their wings or their tail or something. That flight of Japanese fighters took off with this one guy. He landed on, back on ship and told them about it, and his uh, camera gun mounted, proved that what he did. Where he came from gave him a memorial. He came from Chicago. You ever heard of O'Hare International Airport? That's the young man. He died a year later in combat, but a memorial for brave deeds.
we have a memorial. Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. The bread, his body. Broken, stripes, bruises. And scriptures tell us, by his stripes we are healed. So Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the memorial. Representative of his body, this bread. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Father, as we hold the cup, Jesus said, this is a New Testament. His blood washed away all, all our sins, giving us the opportunity to be adopted into the kingdom of God, that we might cry unto you, Father, Abba, Father. So, Father, we receive this cup in remembrance of the blessing of becoming sinless in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. You got out early. Believing that you, all of you will have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, think about those that have given their all for us to, to enjoy freedom. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We lift up those, first of all, Father God, those families that have lost loved ones in the service, Father God, in these past years. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless them, Father God. Open up their hearts, Father God. And if they have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, let them receive, bring that perfect labor across their path, Father God, that they would have a greater joy, Father God. And Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks for this day, Father God. As we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we can be a blessing to those that we come in contact with. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.